0: Hello and welcome into the IdahoSports.com PrepCast presented by Steve's hometown Toyota in Ontario. I'm Brandon Bainey and today is Thursday, March 18th, 2021. We have got a jam-packed PrepCast for you. We're going to talk to newly hired Capital Boys basketball coach Blaz Talaria. The name might be familiar. He did coach the Capitol Girls for a stretch. And we're also talking to Kent Howell, who, yes, is the boys' basketball coach at uh, Marsh Valley High School, but he's also the baseball coach. So it's not just going to be basketball here on the prep cast. We're fully into the spring sports season. And, man, we had some impressive performances, like we're shot out of a cannon here in the first uh, week, two weeks of the spring sports season. Some of the quick hitters and some of the highlights you may have missed. Let's start on the softball diamond where right out of the gate there were some very impressive pitching performances. Phoebe Schultz from Lake City tossed a no-hitter against Sandpoint in the Timberwolves' season opener. Megan Miracle of Bora nearly did the same. She allowed one hit in an 8-1 victory over Valley View. That one hitter was accompanied by 20 strikeouts. So way to go, Megan Miracle from Bora High School. And at the plate, Alyssa Kraus from Post Falls earlier this week in a win over Sandpoint went 4-4 four for four with three home runs and five RBIs. So four base hits. Three of them left the yard. Just a couple of the impressive individual softball performances to start. How about baseball? Well, Blake Shue from Grangeville had a pretty uh, nice opening uh, weekend uh, in a season-opening doubleheader sweep over New Plymouth. In the first game, Blake was at the plate and hit a grand slam to power the Bulldogs to the win. In the second game, he was on the mound and threw a no-hitter. He finished with 14 strikeouts, 13 of which came consecutively. So 13 strikeouts in a row, a no-hitter, and a grand slam. Not bad all in a day's work as Grangeville started the season 2-0 with a pair of wins over New Plymouth. Uh, The American Falls baseball team, pretty uh, impressive opening weekend. They scored 50 runs in just 10 innings of play in wins over West Jefferson and Soda Springs. So American Falls, traditionally strong baseball program, looks like it might be the same. In tennis, we're uh, off to a bit of a slow start, but a couple of results have come in. Hillcrest picked up a nice win over Highland. Anytime a 4A beats a 5A, something we need to keep an eye on. How about track and field? Yes, Uh, track is always hard this time of year. You know, it's still cold. It's hard to get properly warmed up. But, man, some impressive opening performances. If you go to athletic.net, you can check all of the leaders in each of the track and field events throughout the entire state. A couple that stood out. How about... Zach Bright from Idaho Falls in the 800 meter run. He's already uh, clocked a time of 1 minute 57.16 seconds, a sub 2, 800 this early in the season. Pretty impressive. Seth Rathbun from Eagle has the top shot put mark currently 56 feet, 8.5 inches. And again, over 55 feet out of the gate. Pretty impressive in the shot put there. On the women's side of uh, track and field, Megan Rose and the Capitol Eagles. Might be the 5A favorites. Megan Rose has the best time in the 100, 12.67, and the 200, 26.65. Pretty impressive times for the speedster. How about Lizzie Ramey, also from Capital, has the best pole vault mark with 11 feet 1 inch, tied with Annie Smith from Boise. But Lizzie Ramey's mark set a new school record for the Eagles right off the bat. So pretty impressive as Capitol Girls track and field looks to be pretty strong this year. And again, you can go to athletic.net to see all of those top track and field performances. And the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments begin tonight, actually. The first four for the men. A lot of former Idaho high school stars are competing at the college level for teams that qualified. Four men and six women, ten in total, representing the Gem State. On the men's side, Eastern Washington, a 14-seed featuring sophomore Ellis Magnuson, the former Bora Lion, and then BYU. BYU. They're the sixth seed. They play the winner of UCLA and Michigan State. They have three Idaho players on their roster. Uh, Junior Connor Harding, former Highland Ram. Junior Colby Lee, former Rocky Mountain Grizzly. And freshman Townsend Triple, who also is from Rocky Mountain High in Meridian. On the women's side, a lot of high-seeded teams featuring Idaho players that have a chance to really make a deep run in the tournament. And I suppose the conversation would have to start with Destiny Slocum, the senior at Arkansas and former Mountain View Maverick standout. She has started every game this year for the Razorbacks. They are a four seed. So Arkansas has got a really good chance to advance deep into the tournament with Destiny Slocum leading the way out front at the guard position. So Arkansas is a Ford seed, Gonzaga just below them on the five seed line, and they feature junior Melody Kempton, the former Post Falls Trojan. Michigan State may be a big name in terms of brand recognition, but the Spartans are only a 10 seed, and they've got senior Lauren Ruers, former Lake City Timberwolf from Coeur d'Alene, on their squad. And then a couple of uh, lower-seeded teams, Utah Valley features junior Kayla Anderson, former Mountain View standout, and the Wyoming Cowgirls made it to the NCAA Women's Tournament this year. They have freshman Lexi Bowl from Pocatello, the former century-high Diamondback standout. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting to keep an eye on those Idaho players. Some of them are on the bench. Some of them start. Some of them will have pretty big impacts on their team's success. So, again, four men, ten women from the Gem State to keep an eye on. Well, basketball uh, still at the front of everybody's minds. Even though we are into the spring sports cycle, the basketball coaching carousel in the state of Idaho has already begun its descent. And the first domino to fall was Capital finding a new boys basketball coach, Blaz Taleria. We caught up with him earlier this week. Joining us now here on the Idaho Sports PrepCast, the new head boys basketball coach at Capitol High School, Blaz Taleria. Thank you for joining us. How exciting is it to take over the Capitol boys basketball program?
1: Oh, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. It's been a uh, special Uh, experience so far Uh, we haven't played a game or anything but uh, being a capital alumni um, just the number of people that have uh, reached out to say congratulations and stuff like that um, we're only a few days in and it's been phenomenal already
0: yeah give us a little background of your history with capital high you're you're an eagle born and bred
1: yeah yeah my dad uh, my dad was a varsity basketball coach at bishop kelly um, back in the 70s and then came over to capital high um, in the in the late seventies, and then uh, from there, he coached basketball here with Charlie Henry for years. Um, was a teacher here, so I was four years old when I got to Capital. Um, so I was the kid running around the gym, shooting at halftime, um, running around the locker rooms, you know, stealing popcorn, stuff like that. And then uh, as I got older, I w- we lived in the Capitol District, so I ended up coming coming to school here, playing here um, for Charlie Henry. And then uh, I graduated and went to the University of Idaho. I played basketball up there for the Vandals as a walk-on. And then um, came back and started coaching four years later. And uh, I, I really haven't left. So since since I was four years old, uh, I've been running around uh, Capitol High.
0: And you're a teacher at Capitol as well, yeah?
1: Yeah, correct, correct.
0: Yep. Okay, so uh, when, did, when did you play at Capitol High and, and what was the program like back then?
1: Uh, we, uh, I graduated in 1992, um, and you know, Capitals, Capitals, always been predominantly a, a football school. At least that's what it's been known for. Um, but despite that, uh, the basketball program uh, has always been strong. Uh, it was strong in the early 90s. Uh, the 91, I think we were number one, number two in state throughout most of the year um, with the Greg Lordses and the Mark Landaluces and the Matt Myers of the world. Um, and then uh, we were we were strong my senior year as well. Uh, didn't quite make it to state. Got knocked off by uh, Taylor Ebright from uh, Centennial High School.
0: How tough is it? I mean, that district, uh, the the SIC for five A basketball, it is just brutal year in year out. As, as a player and now as a coach, for those that may not understand, I mean, it's it, every game you have to bring your A game.
1: Yeah, and you know it's it's one of those scenarios where. Um, you're so used to playing the teams that you're playing. They know you well, you know them well. Um, and then the athletes, the athletes are just high caliber athletes. Um, and so every night it's just a grind and you can't take a night off. Uh, Cause if you do, you get beat because like I said, everybody knows you, everybody knows your players, everybody knows. So it, it is, it's, and it's been that way for years. Um, Boise, the Treasure Valley—it's such a small knit community uh, that you know people. People just—they see you, they know you, and as the club scene gets bigger, people know each other even tighter. And so, it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a grind. There is no doubt about it. In fact, I just looked at the schedule and was like, uh, "Who? Where am I going to find some wins?" Uh, so we're going to have to get get some work done because right now we're those wins.
0: Yeah. And t- and tell me if I'm wrong because I I'm I live outside the Boise Valley but my perspective is that every team is good. Every team has good players, at least one or two studs. So I I think it really does come down to coaching a lot of times in terms of success with programs.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of athletes um and every team does indeed have one or two stars. I mean, that All-Star game was just this weekend. You you looked at the athletes both on the girls and the boys side. Uh, you look at the athletes that were out there playing um, and there there's dudes dunking left and right. And which is which, you know, that's that's new in the 90s. We didn't have so many guys, you know, throwing down like that. There was a few, but not not as many. Um, but, yeah, no, every team has a dude um, that has been in basketball, club basketball, has grown up with the basketball in their hands. So it's it's not unusual that you have to focus on a guy or two uh, at every school on every night and every game. And if you look like a Meridian this year, they just had quite a few dudes on that. And uh, that's why they were so dominant throughout most of the year.
0: Now you coached the Capitol girls for a stretch as well, correct?
1: Yeah, I was, uh, so when I came out of college, I was the varsity boys assistant here at Capitol for eight years. And we had a, we had a great run uh, of some just, again, stud athletes, the, uh, the EFAs that end up at Boise state um, the Bradshaw's who were Gatorade Players of the Year, uh, you know, and stuff like that. We just uh, so we had a great run then. Uh, so I did that. For, I was a varsity assistant for boys for eight years, and then took over the girls' program here at Capital, um, and I was the head coach for uh, thirteen years after doing that. And then uh, I retired and took two years off to uh, coach my uh, my boys coming up there on their they're little ball players, fifth graders, and an eighth grader now. Um, but to coach their coach, their club team. And then uh, Cody Pickett talked to me off the bench um, this year. And so I was over at Eagle high school as uh, his varsity assistant with Cody and uh, coach Fortner over there.
0: So the Eagle staff, then you had two guys that were head girls, basketball coaches working on a boys basketball staff. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah,
1: And you know, coach Fortner as well. He's, he's coached just about everything. There's, there is two coach basketball wise um, from college to high school, to guys, to girls. So Um, yeah, no, we, a couple of coaches that came from the girl's side that ended up on the boy's side and, uh, um, you know, but we both started in boys as well. So it's, it's probably a little more unusual that we went from the boys to the girls rather than, you know, coming back to the boys.
0: So take me through the process of applying and getting the job here at Capitol high. It seems like it unfolded pretty quickly
1: yeah no um you know i would like said i was coaching out at eagle and we were focused on a district run focused on getting getting a uh, state run in and we know we had some dudes that we wanted to that we thought we could make a little noise at at state with and so i was focused on that and then uh you know the the job popped open here at capitol and you know i was like whoa you know that's uh, that's the that's the alma mater and so yeah i was like yeah absolutely i'm gonna put in for that and uh see how that plays out and it did it, it went quick i i heard there was a number of applicants uh, that put in for it i mean it is a 5a school it is a traditional athlete school um you know we the, the school is unique in the sense that um we don't allow students just to be a one athlete um athlete we 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 push them in the direction to be a multi-sport athlete uh and on so we have that opportunity to be consistently competitive, I think, on all fronts because we, we share our athletes the way we do. So putting in for this was a no brainer being that it's my alma mater and I work here and, um, and it's a boy's position and it's 5A. I mean, the gym is phenomenal. I think I'm biased, totally biased, but I think it's the finest gym, high school gym in the state.
0: Yeah. Can we talk about just real quick with Eagle? Because you guys got the date and I know you got bounced early, but then you had some incredible games on that consolation side of the bracket that I think kind of flew under the radar because, you know, everyone's focused on the semis and championship. But yeah, you guys had a couple of, I mean, a a shot at the very end and a a couple of good Uh games.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and you know, it, I think it it's a little bit harder on the the head coach. So I think Coach Pickett had to ride that emotional roller coaster a little more than I did. Um, but we were all on board for sure. So yeah, the you know Madison, um, they're just a strong, solid, solid team, and they got us in the first round. It's tough to it's they, they just shot really well, and they just got us. Um, and then we come back and we're back in the SIC playing Mountain View this was the third time that we'd seen Mountain View they know us we know them and uh, Mountain View came out focused and got on top of us and I don't I don't think we led I could be wrong on this but I don't think we led until uh you know SIC player of the year Jason Janish uh, got an o board and put it back at the buzzer to uh to get us the victory over uh, Mountain View so that, that was a nail biter and then four overtimes uh, against Rigby, where man, we won that game and lost that game twelve different ways. Um, it was just, I mean, what a, you know, what a what a way to go out on a on a career, you know, just uh, for some of those seniors. Uh, four overtime game, they'll never forget that. As a coach, I'll never forget it.
0: Right, right. So let's talk about this capital program you're taking over. Sure. Uh, the nice thing is, is there were a lot of underclassmen that got a lot of playing time uh, juniors and sophomores yeah. and on, on the flip side of that, I guess the downside would be the results maybe weren't what capital fans wanted to see. So w- I mean, what's your assessment of this program as you take over?
1: Yeah, no, there is no doubt. I mean, that's the, that's it. That is the good news is that there are a lot of returners. Um, and so you have something to work with. And that was one of the selling points of applying uh, for the job is that, you know, there were a number of guys that, um, that we're going to return. And so, you know, getting them to buy into my system and what I want to do and how I want to play. Uh, I really think that that'll help get a couple extra W's. And uh, I, th- I think we're going to make noise. I just think when, as guys in particular, one more year of growing up, one more year of the weight room, one more year of working on your skills that that's going to be, make a huge difference. And we return so many of those guys. And then again, through attrition from, uh, the other, other schools losing some of those, like I said, the all-star game, there were a lot of names. Um, but the, di- the, the whole district's loaded with young guns ready to fill in those spots as well. So yeah, yeah I mean, we've got some work to do. There is no doubt about it, but, uh, again, Capital high is, has always been known for having athletes walk in the halls. And so I think, you know, I'm going to, you know, shake some bushes and see what kind of athletes fall out of the trees there for us. So,
0: Yeah, a couple of guys that really excelled last year, Nate Cherry, Josh Summers inside, and Max Clark, I think, is a pretty good floor general as well. So it's going to be exciting to see the talent that you're able to get together. So you talked about your system. I mean, in a nutshell, how would you describe your basketball philosophy?
1: Um, Well, you know, the Capitol High School, again, you know, traditionally, we've been a pretty blue-collar school Um, And so a lot of our kids are gritty. A lot of our kids, um, you know, have a little bit of fight and salt about them. So I I, and this goes back to the Charlie Henry days as well. So I think one of the things that we can we can work on instantaneously is, you know, reestablishing that little bit of fight on the defensive side. So and I know all coaches cliche. Yeah, we're going to start on the defensive side. We're going to rebound. But those are that's where we start. We're going to start on the defensive side and we're going to we're going to rebound. you know, a lot of my coaching buddies, you know, that uh over the years, you know, I'd live and die by the three. Uh, you know, I think coaches coach with the way they played, and I had no problem putting the ball up in the air in high school and college. Um, and so uh, you know, you can't score if you don't shoot mentality. And so we're gonna we're gonna play fast, we're gonna be really aggressive on the defensive side. Um, you know, we don't have any six ten. Know 6'11 kids walking around, so we're gonna have to focus on some rebounds on that scene. I and I know that's a lot of that's just cliche answers. Um, but you know, I I like to play fast, I think kids have more fun that way. Uh, You you score more points that way, and you give yourself a chance, uh, to win more games that way.
0: Yeah, the shooting philosophy, especially from three point range, becoming more and more common. My high school coach used to like to say. I got lots of shooters. The problem is, is I don't have any makers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's what we're going to have to figure out. Yeah. yeah. No, I've said that too. I'd said my grandma can shoot, but you know, my grandma can't quite make me, you know, she's not a consistent maker. Uh, so yeah, no, we're going to have to find that. And, 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 you know, the guys that we have coming back, uh, you know, Nate cherry led the conference as a sophomore and I he got focused on a little bit, um, as a, as a junior. So his you know, shooting percentage went down a little bit, but, uh, you know, he, he's obviously proven that he can. So and then, you know, like you said, Max Clark, um, you know, he, he's he can show that he can shoot. We, we've got dudes. We've got dudes. Um, we just have to get them in the right spots, I think. And if we can do that, like I said, I think I really believe just on athletes alone, we can make some noise.
0: All right. Well, Blaz, tel- tel- Teleria, Teleria, yeah. Uh, I'm going to get that.
1: <laughs> it's one of those Basco names. Uh, you know, that you, you're, people always hesitate because there's no Q's and Z's in it. So it throws them for a loop.
0: Well, thank you for joining us. Congratulations on getting the capital job as well. It's always great when an alumni that's in the building can take over the program. And, and I'm very excited to see how things go for you.
1: Yeah, no, thank you, and I appreciate it. And like I said, we've got uh, we've got high expectations, and uh, I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna make a little noise this year. We're gonna have a quick turnaround. At least that's the game plan.
0: All right, sounds good. Thanks for joining us here on the Idaho Sports Prepcast. New Capital Boys Basketball Coach
1: Blaz Talaria. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.
0: That is New Capital Boys Basketball Coach Blaz Talaria, and he is just a Capital Eagle through and through. And I love to see the energy behind the program. For sure, it's going to be exciting. Uh, the IdahoSports.com prepcast, presented by Steve's hometown Toyota in Ontario, where for the 18th straight year, they've been named Toyota's President's Award winner for outstanding customer service. Don't forget to check out Steve's hometown Chevrolet Buick GMC in Fruitland and Steve's hometown Motors in Weezer. The Steve's hometown dealerships are proud to support the hometown student athletes as sponsor of the prepcast here on IdahoSports.com. All right, we're going to talk a little more hoops, but then we are going. To nudge into the spring sports conversation with Kent Howell, who uh, does double duty at Marsh Valley High School. He's the boys' basketball coach. He's also the baseball coach. And in the last two calendar years, he's won a state title in each sport. So it's not a bad time to be a Marsh Valley Eagle. Here now, it's Kent Howell joining us now here on the Idaho Sports Prepcast. Kent Howell, who's a busy man at Marsh Valley High School, just wrapped up a state championship season as head boys basketball coach and. He's also the baseball coach. Coach Howell, thanks for joining us. Let's start with the exciting 3A state championship for Marsh Valley, the first since 1988. How exciting was that?
2: Oh, it was really exciting. It was uh, a big boost for the kids and the school and, and also the community. So we were pretty excited.
0: Yeah, take me through the uh, the tournament. You had a really tight, low-scoring game in the opening round, a nice semifinal win, and then kind of a back-and-forth game with McCall Donnelly in the championship.
2: Yeah, we uh, our matchup with Kimberly was uh, we we thought was going to be <laughs> a little bit easier than it was, but they were a tough matchup with some of those bigs that they had, and their guards were sharp as well. And it turned into kind of a defensive battle, and so uh, we kind of had to just grit through that one and and uh, get some stops in the end, and find a couple buckets to get through, and, uh, you know, hats off to Kimberly, they finished strong, they won their next two games, and and uh, got the consolation trophy, and uh, then we went to, the second game was Teton, and Teton, we knew was going to be tough, we'd played them twice in the season, and split with them, and they got, uh, they, they were kind of the full package, as far as uh, 318, they had great guards, and two really good post players, and so we knew our we had our hands full and we kind of leaned on our defense a little bit to play play better uh you know than we had been and and that that kind of paid off for us.
0: And then in the championship game, it was it was really a, a run late in the fourth that really sealed the deal. McCall Donnelly kinda hung around until those those closing moments. But what was your thoughts on the championship game?
2: They did. You know, the championship was it was we couldn't prepare very well other than what we saw at stake because McCall you know, they were kind of a sleeper team. They'd only played 10 or 11 games and we didn't know much about them. And and I'd seen the record through the season. I was going, geez, are they good or not good? Because they hadn't played much, but they hadn't lost. Um, and then when I saw that, how tough they played Fruitland, I knew they must've been, you know, a, a good team. And so that matchup, that game was, was tough. They had good guards that matched up with our guards. And then they had number three, that was just cleaning up the boards and getting some easy putbacks. And so we, we tried to make a few adjustments at halftime, and we know they did too because the third quarter was just a dogfight back and forth. Both teams scored uh, eight points. And then uh, we finally got a couple things to fall and a couple plays to work that uh, broke us free there at the end, and fortunately we we came out on top.
0: Yeah, and that was the nice thing about watching your team this year. You didn't have a ton of size, but you had good athleticism and any of the five guys that were on the floor at any time could step out and make a three-point shot or take their guy one-on-one to, to the hole. I mean, how diverse was your team this year with their skill set?
2: Yeah, we were lucky. We had seven or eight guys that that uh, all had similar skill sets, and you know, like you said, we weren't big, but they were all right there at the six-one, six-two mark, and Hansen was six-three. So we were fortunate because we were fast and athletic, and and uh, we could go inside out. Uh, put pressure on them with the three pointers and then attack them when they closed out and tried to run us off the line. So that really helped us. Um, And then we were fortunate to have, you know, a few overtime games there in in district play and in the district tournament. And that, that helped us learn to play in those tough games as well.
0: Yeah. So you talked about, you played Teton twice, you played snake river 5 billion times. It seems like (laughs) you played them a lot, especially at districts. How much did your schedule help prepare you for the rigors of state?
2: You know, it, it was great getting to play. Uh, well, there were several teams. You know, South was really tough early, and uh, we got to play Sugar early. Uh, we got to play Snake, you know, obviously five times, but Teton twice. And so we liked our, you know, our schedule was good for us. Uh, playing Snake that many times is always good because you're going to play, you know, their defense is always tough, and uh, they'll make you execute and be patient, and I think that helped us a lot.
0: Yeah, and then I personally saw you down at the Preston Indians Classic uh, right around December, end of December, and you guys pushed Skyview, Utah, which might be the best team that I saw all year in terms of best team, and you guys almost knocked off Skyview, Utah, which is an accomplishment in itself as well. So
2: They did. They came out. The boys came out feisty. I was a little nervous. I was like, man, we're, we're peaking quick because they came out and played so well down in Preston, and then we kind of hit some ups and downs through the season, but they – They, uh, they learned from them and then they got real hungry coming, come districts and states So that, that
0: helped us. So now you, yeah. So now you've moved on to baseball. How many of those basketball guys double dip with you?
2: Oh man, we got, uh, I might miss one, but I got my two boys play and then Bracken Howell, their cousin plays. Um, Michael Belknap plays, Peyton Howell plays. Um, and I think that's, that's all as far as the varsity goes. Um. And we had some other guys that were there with us out of those 15 guys in uniform. Alex Vaughn, um, he plays with us. Um, but I think that covers most of them.
0: Yes, yeah, so your your team was kind of a broadcaster's nightmare because you had three howells plus Peyton Howe, which is yeah. a mess in and of itself. So yeah, tell us a little bit about the three Howells that were on the team and, and the relations to you. Well, my cousin's boy Bracken.
2: He uh he's played, you know, played with my boys well they've all played together all growing up in fact I got some funny pictures I could send you that shows them when they're just little uh playing together but um so yeah my two boys uh, Carter's a junior and Stanton was a sophomore this year and then Bracken was the senior uh, my cousin's boy and then uh Peyton Howe is just a good buddy to uh to all three of them so they they spell he spells his name differently but they uh they all get along really well and they've all played together since they were just you know kindergarten first grade
0: so how how was it balancing practicing with the basketball team still getting them ready for state and then also having to do tryouts and those early season practices for baseball how did you juggle all that
2: well luckily i got a good good bunch of help there with baseball and so i i went to tryouts for a couple of days and we did cuts and got through that and got the team set and then made some separate tryouts for the basketball guys later and wrestlers, so we got through that. And and then uh, my assistant coaches just took over and handled the practices while we we just kept focusing on basketball.
0: Now I I made you a little older than you were initially. I thought I thought that I mistakenly thought that you had played on the last championship team in 1988. I knew you had played in a championship of Rush Valley, but you were on that 95 team that came up just short, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, he, my assistant played in 88. He's way older than I am. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to besmirch your good name and make you <laughs> make you older than you were. So uh, how exciting was it to uh, be a player and, and know the tradition of the school and then be able to, to bring home a, a basketball championship as a coach?
2: You know, it, it was, it was way special because as a player, we wanted to win so bad, like everybody does. And, we just uh you know, it was our goal since eighth grade and we just came up short. We lost by three points to Weezer. And uh so as a coach to do it, it was honestly that much more special with these boys since I've coached them since they were little and having two of my own sons on the team, it was it was uh just a just a huge moment for us and it it was way special for us being being uh, you know, with my boys.
0: And before the success that came this year in basketball, you had a really good, I mean, you've had a really good run as baseball coach that culminated with the state title in 2019. In fact, you guys are the defending state champions because there was not a season last year, but that was two years ago. I mean, how much has changed in those two years with your program?
2: Yeah, well, we we got some of those same players that played on that team back and, and, uh, you know, I think that championship helped us in basketball because they learned a lot. And, and uh, so we're excited to see how this season goes. We uh, we've got a ton of work to do, so we're definitely not overly confident, but we've got some great athletes and uh, we don't feel like there's many holes in any any area. So we're hoping to be competitive.
0: Since all your guys or mo- most of your guys went on that deep run into state basketball, do you think like it's going to take a couple weeks to get back into the swing of baseball and work out the kinks?
2: Yeah, I think it is. We, uh, the very first game we canceled, we did it just because we were so worried about arms and we didn't want to hurt anybody and we hadn't done anything with the basketball kids. And, and so I think it'll take us a couple, you know, a couple weeks. We still got 10 inches on our field, so we've been in the gym. So they're definitely going to come out, uh, Hungry, but uh, there might be a little bit of rust there for a couple weeks when we finally get outside.
0: So you mentioned some of the guys that are on the team. You know what positions do they play, and who who are some of those non basketball guys that you're leaning on this year?
2: Well, we got a we had a few guys that were that were in the GM open gym stuff. Andrew Anderson's back; he's a senior. Uh, James Bottley's back; he's a senior. Uh, got uh, Dylan Dreason and Daxton Woodmancy, Braxton Foster. Those guys are all juniors, and they played with us this summer on the the Legion team. Um, so, we had you know about six guys there that were staying staying pretty active and getting in the cages and throwing, and uh, while we continued in basketball. So, with those guys, and then the other guys we got out of basketball, we got a you know we got a pretty solid group there.
0: So uh, in terms of the 3A landscape in your district, I mean, how are things shaking up? Who do you think will be strong contenders?
2: You know, Snake will be tough this year. They've got some good arms this year. And, and uh, you know, they lost a couple guys last year, and you know, with COVID and all, but everybody did. So um, Kimberly's going to be real tough. South's always tough. I uh, look for Sugar to be tough this year. I think they'll be young, but I think they'll be tough. Um, I'm, I'm not real sure with American falls. I can't really remember their, their kids. And with the miss of, you know, the cancellation last year, I, I'm not sure how they'll be. Um, and then I don't know the teams that well up North, but down here, it'll be the kind of the usuals. They'll be, they'll all be tough.
0: Yeah. How hard was that last year? How many games had you gotten in before the season got wiped out because of the pandemic? Were you able to play at all last year or was it?
2: Yeah, so we, we got to go up and play Kimberly and Filer, both. And uh, we lost both of those games, so we uh, we finished the season uh, 0-2. So I keep reminding the kids of that when we're in the gym, try to make them a little hungry to start off a little better.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good motivational tactic for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, we're, we're excited to see your team when you guys are finally able to uh, take the field. Uh, weather and arm problems notwithstanding, we're we're excited to see how you guys look, and I'm sure it's going to be another great season of Marsh Valley baseball.
2: Oh, we hope so. We're excited. We get to come up to Boise next week uh, for the spring tournament up there, so that'll be fun.
0: Yeah, that'll be good, and that's going to be a good field as well. You'll you'll get to see some good competition, and it's a it's a big field, right?
2: It is. We we get to play at Columbia High School. Our first two games on Thursday, we'll play uh, Parma and Columbia. And then the second day, we'll play at uh, Skyview, and we get to play Ridgeview. And then uh, Saturday, we'll play at Nampa High School, and we get to play uh, Mountain Home. So good teams, a lot of big schools up there, so it should be really fun.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a fun event for sure. And the, I know it's a couple of those Boise area schools combining to host that. So uh, Kent Howell, head coach of the boys basketball and baseball programs at Marsh Valley High. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes to talk with us. And again, congratulations on the state basketball title. That was uh, very exciting for the fans, uh, not just in in Aramo and the Marsh Valley community, but really uh, Southeast Idaho as well. It was really exciting. So, Thanks so much, Brandon. Appreciate all you do. Marsh Valley basketball and baseball coach Kent Howell—they're just a good dude. Marsh Valley, uh, despite being zero and zero after the first week of competition, actually debuted at number one in the 3A baseball coaches poll and that's the way these early season polls work sometimes right until everybody gets a couple of games under their under their feet and, it, and really you get a chance to evaluate it's going to look a little wonky but yeah Marsh Valley currently the number 1 ranked team in 3A baseball you can see the baseball and softball coaches polls online at our website IdahoSports.com Another programming reminder it's the Idaho All-State All-Star basketball game from Post Falls girls and boys it's going to be pretty exciting stuff it is coming your way this Saturday Paul Kingsbury and I will be there broadcasting for the 8 Well, I mean, I haven't been there for all 18. Uh, Paul might have been, but it's the 18th annual All-State All-Star Game. Usually it's held at uh, North Idaho College in Coeur d'Alene this year uh, because of COVID-19. It's been moved to Post Falls High School, but it's going to be exciting. Uh, We've got all the rosters and the coaches online at IdahoSports.com if you want to check out who's going to be competing. The schedule of events looks like this. It's going to be the girls' game at 1 o'clock Pacific time. That's right. Post Falls is in the Pacific time zone. So one o'clock Pacific time will be the girls game. The boys game will be at three thirty Pacific time. And then uh, there's going to be a three point shooting contest. Girls are going to compete against the boys. It's co-ed. That'll be at three o'clock Pacific time just before the boys game. And there's also going to be a slam dunk contest at that time as well. So the girls at 1 Pacific time, the boys at 3.30 Pacific time, and then three-point contest, slam dunk contest in between those two events. If you want to uh, attend the game, you live up north and you want to come or you've got a kid that's planned. Uh, $10 for adults, $5 for students and senior citizens. And again, all that information is online at our website idahosports.com My thanks to Blaz Talaria, boys basketball coach at Capitol High School, and Kent Howell, boys basketball and baseball coach at Marsh Valley for joining us on today's idahosports.com prepcast presented by Steve's hometown Toyota in Ontario, where for the 18th straight year they've been named Toyota's President's Award winner for outstanding customer service. Don't forget to check out Steve's hometown Chevrolet, Buick GMC in Fruitland, and Steve's hometown Motors in Wieser. The Steve's hometown dealerships, proud to support the hometown student-athletes as sponsor of the PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com. Good luck to all athletes in competition, whether it's spring sports or college athletes still competing in the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next week here on the IdahoSports.com PrepCast. Thanks for listening.